All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thursday afternoon on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Get in the game. Oh, we made a little uh, little wager. Yesterday I screwed it up, so uh, today we're doing two. So uh, we'll see. We just did uh, one uh, straight up, big one, and then uh, the uh, the three parlay. We'll see what uh, what can happen. Got to uh, got to go for it. Why not? Taking the Tampa Bay had really good odds today. Really good. Tam, like they're, them and Baltimore are almost tied in the standings. It's one win separating, but it's like almost like two to one for Tampa Bay. So, hey, sometimes you got to go for it. See what happens. We are live in the E-Well studio. That's E-W-E-L dot C-A. They will give you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Because uh, contact E-Well and discuss how they can partner with your success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. And uh, we welcome to the program, he is our uh, weekly Thursday and Monday co-host, former NHLer. He is an author. He is also an actor, getting set to star in season two of Shorzy. And he's also a stuntman. Jeez. It's like this guy should be like a beer representative. Most interesting man in the world, Terry Ryan, joins us. TR, how you doing? Uh, I could, well, I could be better. My phone, I was stunt. I'm practicing for a stunt that you mentioned, stunt man, uh, tomorrow. And my phone, I noticed, was going dead today. And it wasn't charging. I was hoping it was the charger, but it wasn't. I borrowed a few friends. Then on the way home, I was going to get one. I got pulled over for doing 56 and a 50. And the guy just prolonged. He was nice enough not to give me a ticket, but prolonged the conversation. So as I sit here, I'll have a phone again tomorrow morning. You know, the anxiety that goes with that. Other than that, 
I mean, sometimes I don't want my phone, but yes. in this case, it couldn't struck at a worse time. I was supposed to go on spitting chiclets an hour ago. I got that stunt to do tomorrow. I got a buddy coming in at one o'clock in the morning. I got to pick up at the airport. Anyway, first world problems, right? Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? That's why we have you uh, streaming live on StreamYard. So it uh, doesn't matter. Without a phone, you can still uh, connect with us, which is great uh, on Orders Nation. Uh, YouTube is where you can watch it. So tell, how long have you been a stuntman? Tell us. So, you're, so you practice the stunt today, and then you have to go do it tomorrow? I didn't even know you practiced yeah, that much. I yeah, guess it makes sense. You'd have to practice to be a stuntman. Yeah, you got to do a stunt rehearsal. I'm, I'm, I'm getting blown out of a building, so this requires a crane. I'm on a harness, you know, and I have to jump and time it. Well, you practice it because with an explosion – you know, there's, it's going to be a real explosion. Mm -hmm. None of this is fake. You won't see the harnesses, obviously, but you know, we have to, we have to do it for that one. Whenever there's an explosion, you really got one take. Usually you do anyway, but this time if I screw it up or if we screw it up, then it's a whole lot of building again and resetting, which will take at least a full day. So that's why, I mean, I, I got into this gig. Remember I told you I was in a scene in frontier, the very, very, very Very first first scene. scene, Yeah. context and reference check it out technically that's a stunt momoa slits my throat i fall right union is real soft on the and the uh (laughs) the light stunts or or i guess gives you a break on those it really shouldn't have been i'm kind of a background actor with a few words but anyway that's kind of how i got in the union and momoa taught me to do most of the stunts i do are are fighting Right. Yeah. It's all camera work. And when did it's timing more than anything. But in the in these these take a lot of rehearsals. You know, I probably did that jump 15 times today and I'll go out tomorrow and, and maybe do it a few times before we actually go to camera at, at two o'clock p.m. tomorrow. What was the most difficult stunt you've done so far? Frontier season three, you'll, you'll notice there's a few times I come in. Momoa wanted to have a hockey fight. You know, in in the show, it's it's late 1700s, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm a British red coat, and he's kind of uh, speaking for the indigenous and others that are being taken advantage of by the red coats and company. Yeah. So there's a lot of friction. But Momoa, while he was teaching me, you know, I do when he took me to Europe. I trained with the guys from Lord of the Rings. Uh, Spider Man stunt double was in a lot of my fight scenes. So I learned from the best and, and uh, I guess the hardest would have been you're asking difficult. It's having a fight scene with Jason Momoa who really knows what he's doing. Doesn't like to waste anybody's time. And you know, when we, I think we had 300 people in the scene or so, and there was a lot of lot going on. There was also an explosion. We had to fight and time it right. I, I guess that was when it comes to nerves that this one tomorrow would be right up there though. Like I said, there's a crane operator coming in. I'm being, thrust you know pitcher jumping out of a building one second before it explodes that's exactly what's happening oh, now when you and Momo are doing this fight scenes do you guys ever like accidentally hit each other yeah well he he liked that like <laughs> so i don't know when it is a, like, i know that he's a the, big dude it, man he's a big guy well we ended up hanging out and and I, I if you can believe it his personal assistant during that time uh, went back, took six months off. So I also helped him. I was his personal assistant for a while. That was a while. That's a book in itself. But, um, yeah, I, if you'll notice in season three, he loved hockey. So there's a point, I think it's episode three or four. I come back. If you look closely, I mean, 
it's not the same guy every time. My character gets killed right off the bat. Yeah. I'm coming back as either a stunt double or one of the British soldiers that happens to get mixed up with Momo. I got different makeup on. I'm wearing a beard. Sometimes not. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they make you look different. But there's one where he kind of hockey jerseys the guy. He pulls the red coat right over my head yeah. and gives it to me like it's a hockey fight. And that was kind of tongue in cheek. He wanted to do that uh, <laughs> because I was teaching him to play hockey and we'd talk about it. But Oh, awesome. It's all, yeah, it was all a wild experience, but it all started with Momoa. Like I said, he's a hockey fan and did me a favor. Now, you think about when you go to hockey fights, right? And, you know, Jersey and guys, obviously guys would tie down and stuff. And um, when a guy does Jersey you, though, like, do you just cover up and when, like, because to me, it's, it's got to be a helpless feeling at that point. I've never been jerseyed in a fight ever, but I would assume that it's kind of nerve wracking because A, you can't see anything and B, you don't know where the punches are coming. You're kind of guessing. Totally. I, I, I liked it coming off. I can see why. I think they call it the Rob Ray rule. Oh, he would God, do it a he used lot. to just get naked. <laughs> yeah. But it, I can see why he did that. I mean, I mean, fully off, obviously, because, you, you know, and he'd wear this nothing underneath. I think you couldn't even yes. grab onto him. He had skin. No. But for me, it, the worst is in the middle. You either tie it down real solid or if it comes off, you got to let her go. If you get stuck in the middle, then you can get you can get beat pretty good. I'll tell you. The, a helpless feeling that happened twice, Eric Cairns and Darren Langdon, but fighting and, and, and they held my arms with one hand. This is why I should have one of those head mics um, with one hand right here at my elbows, kind of yeah. looking at me and grabbed both elbows at the same time. And I'm this and the other hand just teeing off on me. Those guys <laughs> were that strong. Oh yeah. yeah. Langdon was tough, dude. Uh, now, did you, did you ever? Did you ever meet? You must have met Dennis Bonvi in your in your travels in the. I met Bonvi. Yeah, rarely. I know. I, I never. Oddly enough, I never fought him. It, you know, being in that, he was right wing. I'm left. Pretty much. You know, he, I mean, he's considered tougher than I am, but I fought as much as he did. We we're often in the same division. I yeah, it just ne never happened. But you know him off the ice at all. Yeah, I know, know him enough to say hi. I mean, he lives in Atlantic Canada. I've been at a couple of golf turn tournaments with him. I'd, okay. You know, I'm not best buddies or anything, but it's sure, if I saw him here now, I'd go over and say, hey, Dennis, what's up? Want to have a beer? Now, uh, we are going to talk to uh, Tony Marinero later on about uh, the team, of course, that drafted you, the uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, when you're watching the games, Ter, are there, like, are you a fan? Like, when you grew up, were you a fan of the Canadiens? Were you a least fan? Like, who are you a fan of growing up? And are you a fan of a team or individuals now? I grew up a huge Habs fan. Yeah, my my dad was a Yankees and a Habs fan, like through and through. He's a five history degrees, and he takes that right into his sports. I knew every stat of every main player. John Beliveau was my hero, not Guy Lafleur or or who had been the captain when I'm eight or nine years old. Bob Gainey. Yeah, I mean, I knew Bob Gainey, but like he he went back to Beliveau, Doug Harvey, those guys. Dick Duff. And oh yeah, uh, Dick Duff. I have my, his hockey card. Yeah, that's my dad's that. favorite player. I just liked his name as a kid. I always thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's great, too. The names back then, there were so many. My favorite of his era is Jimmy Pie Face McKenzie. <laughs> but a, lot, a lot of people would have that uh, Bob Tub Neely. Yeah. Like, you, you know, there was, there was a lot of those uh, nicknames. Yeah. Um, but I, I grew up a huge Habs fan, and um, I, might, I, I got to go there we, uh, on a hockey tournament, and, and a bunch of us saved and, and went a few days early. We, Quebec Pee Wee tournament, we went up to see the Canadians play uh, a few days early. Like I was, I was a huge fan. So when I and, and I am now, to be honest. And when I went there, I know if you look at hockey DB, it, it's unfortunate, but everything was coming along 
for for my own reasons, I guess mostly I didn't really like Michelle Terrian. And the people who drafted me got fired. And Red John Hull was very honest. He said, well, I said, why don't you play me more, man? He's like, well, I, I wouldn't have drafted you where you did. You know, Serge Sabara did that. And uh, nothing against you. I don't think you're a good enough skater. And but you know what? To each their own. I just said, okay, I'm I'm taking the highway out of town, though, right? Can you please trade me? My my roommate Darcy Tucker got traded. Uh, you know, I looked at uh, – you know, Aaron Asham eventually, Gordy Dwyer, uh, Craig Conroy, Jim Campbell. So I just kind of wanted out. And when I did, I got hurt. But so if you, if you, things were coming along and I enjoyed my time there. Okay. Um, point being, I didn't, it was unfortunate. I should have gone back to camp. I didn't, but I don't have any hard feelings. For a few years, I got to be honest, Jason, it was bittersweet. I wouldn't pay attention. And I'd trip over my bottom lip, but I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I did skate out there and wear the jersey of one of the most heralded sports franchises around. And when it all vanished was when I had my daughter. And a few years ago, I never brought it up. I never, I mean, people are coming in and out and, and, and you know, knocking on the door in Mount Pearl. That happens often. Hey, Terry, can we see your hockey cards or whatever it might be? And she took it. And then a few years ago when they made the final, her and her two friends knocked on the door, opened, and her book bag dropped. And she said, is that the team you played for? Right? I said, yeah, that's the Montreal Canadiens, right? Oh, and yeah. I took her to her first game last year. Okay. So for me to be bitter at the team that drafted, and they, you know, say what you want. They drafted me in the first round, and no one can take that away. And now I just focus on the positives. Well, you can understand. I know, hey, Rajon Ull, it's easy to say after the fact, hey, you know what, uh, I wouldn't have drafted you there, but you had scored 50 goals and 110 points, man. It wasn't like yeah. they were drafting a slug. Like a 50-goal season, right, for for a guy who's, you know, your 17-year-old year, you turned 18. You know, that's pretty good numbers, man. There's not a lot of 50-goal scorers uh, in their draft year, I can tell you that. So, it, you know what, uh, I, I wouldn't downplay it too much. You, you know, it, it didn't work out, and that's unfortunate, but I, you know, I think it's easy for someone else say well i wouldn't have drafted you there well great you know who who, who would ray john tell me who you would have drafted because like let's go through ray john Ull's draft history it wasn't like he was knocking home runs out left and right for goodness sakes right like you know i guess maybe yeah, he's gonna say you know sure jerome mcginla great okay right but there's you know maybe they yeah. would have drafted timu uh Rihi yarvi right like you never know and, and at that point this was only a few and i was you know, rookie of the year, my first year in the minors, I had 21 goals for them and, and 34 fights. Yeah, well, that, that's is... why I said, like, if that didn't work and we didn't make the playoffs. But again, I, I just wasn't part of their plan. So after my first year, when Re Reggie came in, I went in for my, you know, the exit meetings at the end of the year. We were called up as like black aces. And um, Fredericton played a lot of games in Montreal, like 10 years. So we'd often be around. So I went in for the end of the year meeting. And I remember like five minutes in and he's like, he said, you know, what is your goal next year? I said, well, to make the Montreal Canadiens, obviously. And I think I put myself in a good position to do it. And he's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe some more time in the minors. And I'm thinking, what's he talking about? And then he called me Russ. And I realized he thought I was Russ Gouger. He thought a, a guy that we had signed that played a few games at Fredericton. I was like, oh, wow. So, so like, did you just say, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, I'm Terry. Did you, that's, but, I'm, but, yeah, well, I did say that. Uh, no, but he was always jovial and nice to me. And, you know, so it wasn't this screw you kind of thing. It never was. Just finally, when I saw all these guys doing well and, and Michelle Terry and I just didn't get along with them. I wanted out. You know, I got hurt. Well, I mean, who knows? If I didn't get hurt, I would have gone to Dallas. Played some games, I think, and then, you know, somewhere, and I'd look back at, you know, with a wink and a nod, but 
unfortunately, things happen. I got buddies that are six feet under, man, and I'm here doing all right. So I, I don't want to complain about playing for one of the oh, best. Oh, God, I wouldn't at all. I do think it's funny that Ray, well, I wouldn't draft you. I'd be like, well, yeah, because you don't even know who I am. How could you? Draft? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> what a thing to hear, right? Well, that's amazing. I'm going, whoa. Well, well, that's well, can amazing. you trade me that? But he, he did say, though, he offered me, JG, he offered me. Right before camp started, the reason I didn't go, he told me I was going to be in Quebec. That was their minor league team for a couple of years, the Quebec yeah. Aces or Raphaels or something. Yeah. So now is that told in, me, is this in nine? Is, are you talking? Is this ninety nine two thousand year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I ended up going to the St. John's Maple Leafs. I got loaned out because he told me he said you'll be our captain down there and you'll be one of our first call up. He told me I was going to be the first call up. I'm like, how can you say that for you know defenseman like and and then. You know, I don't really want to go and start again in Quebec and be captain. Like to me, that was the kiss of death. Oh. Bring the young guys along in the minors. <laughs> but he was again, he was very honest and nice to me. So not everybody can say that either. Well, that's crazy though that in 1999 they were like, "Hey, guess what? You you've played a grand total of 71 AHL games at that. Well, I know, I guess 100. You'd, yeah. you'd spend two years there. Now you're going to be a captain at 22. Well, that's 23. That's yeah, that's and I, I had nowhere else to go. My second yeah. year, I think I, I don't know. I had fifty something games. I had another sixteen goals, another two hundred minutes. Like I'm thinking at this point, it's hard to play in the minors. Like it's not easy, and to yeah. go and take those bruises, you know, for peanuts compared to what you're getting up top. And I understood the two way contracts and everything. I just wanted out to see Gordy Dwyer. Nothing against Gordy; he's one of my good friends. Gordy was I was like five notches ahead in the depth chart. We sent him down to the coast. He got traded. Within the Tucker trade and yeah. went immediately to Tampa Bay for 150 games. I said, okay, come on here, you know? Yeah, because, anyway. well, you know what? There is something. Just because one person doesn't like you doesn't mean there, there's always going to be someone else say, hey, you know what? Yeah, he's a number eighth overall pick. We'll give him a shot. And, yeah, it's unfortunate. So I like your honesty about Terry, though. That's that's good. And it is mm -hmm. great, though, that your daughter finally is like, hey, wait a sec, Dad. Like, you must have got a few good dad points, though, when she walked into the house and said, my dad oh, played yeah. for the Canadians. Like, that must have been a pretty good moment. Well, yeah, because she sees people. I don't think of it in this. My perception is completely different, or it was. She sees people in Canadians. There's lots of rec teams. I mean, even the Fredericton team had a yeah. had. We had Canadians jerseys. But, you know, her dad's friends are wearing hats and everything. You know, so to her, the Montreal Canadiens was just this. It was a symbol that everybody wears. Yes, everybody once in a while wears one of those. Mm -hmm. She didn't realize I actually played for the team until <laughs> just like it, it was when they. It was the playoff run. What's that? 2020. 21. Right? Yeah. 2021. It was fantastic. And I went into her school and, you know, all of a sudden then they're like, people are coming over who I'd, who I'd seen every day for yeah. years yeah. and just, well, I like you, know, you, didn't, you didn't tell everybody about it. That's kind of that's pretty humble. I like it. Uh, Terry Ryan joins us uh, every Thursday here on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Bronte will join us next. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. We continue on Thursday afternoon. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you, Connor Halley, of course, along as well as uh, Declan Kruger for a busy Thursday edition of the Jason Greger Show presented by Play. Alberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where all the revenue stays right here in our lovely province of Alberta. Play Alberta.ca. And they keep adding uh, lots of new uh, options for you, the little boost ones, you know, like maximum $10 if you just want to play around with some fun ones. Check it out. Play Alberta.ca. Not only are we live on the radio at Sports 1440, Streaming online, we have all the podcasts, we're live on Orders Nation YouTube, also now live on Facebook as well, and we've uh, had a lot of comments coming in there, so we appreciate it. Uh, We try to make it so you can uh, get the show anywhere. You want to listen to it? Awesome. You want to stream it? Great. You want to watch it? Even better. And uh, Terry would like to do all of that once he gets his phone back. So uh, that will be uh, that will be fantastic. ATR, like you got the shakes now, like you've had, or is this good for you? Like, can you handle not having your phone? I love not having my phone at the right time. I just got a lot. There's a lot going on in the next day. Well, I just and, emailed uh, you. I sent you an email. So can you check your email? Do you have Do you have internet service? I do on my phone here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank okay. you. Okay. So check check an email. We sent you an email. If you want to uh, look at it, uh, it might be important. So uh, check that out. Let's get to now the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, where you can finance a new or a demo or a certified pre-owned Volvo for as low as one point four nine percent. Only at Canada's best Volvo dealership, VolvoEdmonton.com. And they also have their XC90 fully electric vehicle in stock. And whoo baby, it looks slick. I like it. Uh, a gentleman uh, who likes cars, some more than others, uh, Ruben Bronte, a.k.a. Uh, Robin Brownlee. We like to call him Ruben, or Bronte for short, joins us now. Rubes, how you doing? Hey, Jason, I'm really good. Nice to be here today. Hey, and by the way, I just realized for the first time, for all the, all the time he's been around, that uh, Terry was the same draft as Kelly and Doan. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> I didn't realize that. Interesting top 20 in that draft. Uh, anyway, uh, Terry, it's nice to be on with you. We haven't talked before, but uh, I followed your career a little bit along the way with your journey through Tri-City and to Montreal. And I always wondered if you'd get along with Mario Tremblay. Did you ever get a chance to play for him? Because he told you what he thought and he didn't mince words. I loved Mario. Yeah, he, he was he was in and out quick. Um, the Patrick Waugh thing really affected me. I got drafted two months before that, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of turmoil. And I think going back to what we were talking to earlier about earlier, Jason, um, you know, I just don't think I was part of the second plan there. But, yeah, Mario was great. I mean, he let me wear number 14. He pretty much, you know, just think about rookies coming. It was his number, by the way, right? Yeah. And rookies coming in and – he he did. He brought it up. He came over and said, uh, you know, just think about it. My buddy, I think Aaron Ashton was like 46. Tucker was like maybe 42. Michael Ryder was 73. You know, they don't tend to give those numbers out if they don't have confidence and they don't like you, like number 14 in Montreal. And that was the first thing that he did. He was there. I can't remember. I got there. They just slapped me with the number, and he told me that. And I had a buddy in Tri-Cities pass away, Todd Klassen. He's from Edmonton. Yes. And that was when we were all going down for the boat races one year. And we, myself yeah. and Dean Tilchin started a, a, a fundraiser for him that I hope still goes on. But that was the other thing. And he knew that. And he was nice enough. He had the conversation. And I, I'm, I'm of the belief that he seemed to be a parallel mind with me in a lot of things. He, he seemed like a team guy. Um, he knew a lot about Newfoundland. He went out of his way to be a friend. So thanks for asking. And I follow your stuff, too. It's great to be on with you. So, uh, Rubes, uh, look, it's an interesting season for the Edmontoners. You had a lot of guys have careers. Obviously, McDavid had a ridiculous year, one of the greatest ever in NHL history. Dry settle career year. Nugent Hopkins career year, 100 points. Zach Hyman career year. Um, it, now, it would be hard for all four to have career years again. They could all have really good years. Like, McDavid could score 140 points, and it would be like, this is unbelievable, but it's not a, a career year. What's your expectation for Hyman and Nugent Hopkins specifically? Well, you know what? I don't think we can expect, uh, I don't think anybody expects another 100 point season from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I mean, the thing that helped him last season, and hey, all the points count, but was, I want to say it was 53 on the power play and 51 at evens. He's always been a power play guy, even down in Red Deer. He could, he can be your bumper. He can be your guy on the wall. He can make things go. And he did. I think he can still have a hell of a season and not be at a hundred. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, if he gets to 80 points, that represents the second best season to the one he just had. And believe me, there's nothing wrong with an 80 point hockey player. Uh, Hyman, I think he's taken enough jumps in the last two years that it would be uh, it would be a stretch to expect more. I wouldn't be stunned to see more, but I think I, I don't know that I would expect it. He gives you what he's got, and there's going to be nights for him when a lot of his goals are hustle and effort. They're not pure skill and. You can you can get there and you can do what you do, but you still don't know if the puck's going to go in the net for you. Almost everything he seemed to shoot last year found a way in for him when he wasn't getting goals called back. Yeah, very true. Um, what you know, Ekholm came in uh, in the twenty-one games that Ekholm played in Edmonton. 
Um, you know, he, him and Vincent DeHarnay played a lot together on the penalty kill. Uh, Darnell Nurse actually played the most minutes on the penalty kill. Their penalty kill was uh, was 82%. However, it was gross 93% because they scored four shorthanded goals. It was very, it was much better down the stretch in the, in the final quarter of the season. Do you think that continues? And how much of an impact do you think Ekholm will make on a full year? Well, you know what? I, I it was to me, uh, it was night and day uh, from the time he arrived. He made virtually everybody better uh, who he played with. You know, especially Evan Bouchard. The, the impact on Bouchard was just remarkable. And I don't know if it's just between the years, uh, something unspoken like, hey, if I make a mistake, that big Swede's going to be in the right spot. I don't need, not every time I, I have a brain cramp or make a mistake, it's going to end up in our net. And that does a lot for a young player like Evan Bouchard. Uh, he just, you know what? He mitigated tough plays he 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 provided more offensive pop than i thought he might which was a bit of a surprise but he's just a, you know what he's just a big strong meat and potatoes guy who makes everybody a little bit better there cuz he knows where to be and when to be there and i'll be interested to see how that plays out over a whole year. I don't think anything's going to change. We Now that we've seen how he plays, let's just see it over a full season. I'm interested to see if he has any changes in uh, defense partners that might need that kind of tutelage because this is a smart guy. This is a guy who, like I said, knows where to be and when to be there, and that can help a couple youngsters on that back end, if you ask me. Rubes. Evander Kane has shown flashes of brilliance, uh, to say the least. Yep. Do you think he comes back to form? You know what? I haven't I haven't uh, talked to Evander in, in, in person, Terry. What I worry about um, after a season like that is Evander's no longer uh, a young player. He's not an old player, but he's been around a while, and then that wrist injury was bloody serious. And then he had, he got banged up after that too. Um, you don't heal any, any faster as you get older. Um, you don't, you know, you don't come back any quicker. Uh, you know what? I don't know. He's a very determined guy. We've seen him, you know, during the off season playing in some pickup uh, senior men's games and having fun. Um, the skill is there. The edge is there. But he's got to stay healthy because the way he plays, he can't be a perimeter player. So whether it's your ribs or your sternum or this wrist, uh, for a, I mean, what's worse for a shooter in hockey than having a bad wrist? It's like a racehorse with a bad hoof, isn't it? True enough, guys. I because a, a lot of Newfoundlanders go to the Quebec League, so I, as far as the junior leagues. I love to follow the West, Red Deer, Tri-City, my, uh, my former teams. But a few years ago, Xavier Borgo, okay? I, I'd forgotten he went to, went to Edmonton. This guy was on fire, and I kind of forgot about him. And I'm looking, and he's in your guy's organization. 62 games played, 34 points. What is the word? I, I'm thinking they're so loaded up front with free agents coming in to try out that are 
much higher than him in any depth depth chart, but he did do all right. And he is a first round pick. What's the word on Xavier? Well, you know, if you're asking me, I don't think there. I don't think the job opening that's available uh, on the fourth line is a place where you want to put a kid like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it would be nice to have him in the National Hockey League, uh, where you know, I mean. You're practicing with NHL players. You're playing with NHL players. You, you, if you can get that feeling that hey, I belong here, that matters. But uh, how often are you playing? How many minutes are you getting? And how many, how many games are you sitting in the press box uh, with a bag of popcorn in your hand? That's the question for this team that used to always have too many positions that they could fill with young guys, and now they don't have very many at all. It's a different situation. Yeah, Borgo's in town. I think Raphael Lavoie out of the uh, the Quebec Major Junior League. He's he's probably the one closer, at least coming out of training camp to see. He bet on himself. Yeah. He took his qualifying offer and said, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I make a little bit more, but I'm going to only make the seventy k if I if I get to the minors." And he bet on himself. Uh, maybe you know. I think he's also betting that if he doesn't make Edmonton, that maybe someone picks him up on waivers. Uh, we'll see. Bronte, before we let you go, uh, we got a few people wondering. Um, what is on the uh, wall behind you as they watch on uh, YouTube? Uh, is that like a poster? Is it knives? What is it? <laughs> That's uh, oh, I th- that was a uh, a piece of art I got from my local cannabis place. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no, it's you know what? It's just a contemporary piece of art. My it doesn't fit in my house. Uh, it doesn't go with any of the color scheme, which is all earth tones in a craftsman house. You, we used to have a black and white thing going, right. and I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get rid of it, so I kept it. Kind of, it's kind of like a a mind blown poster. You know what I mean? Like, all right, oh yeah. Does it, does it grab your it's, attention or does it distract you? No, it doesn't bother me at all. It was just uh, Mike was wondering, so I just, you know, like it's basically like a young Ruben Bronte when he's wearing his Ace Freely high boots, and may, may, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe there was a reefer, maybe there wasn't. I don't know, but that's uh, that. It kind of fits to that younger. Uh, generation of Robin Brownlee, which is uh, which is nice. Rubes, uh, have a good one. We will chat with you next week. Okay, thanks, fellas. See you later. It's, uh, nice Ru- you. Ruben Bronte uh, joins us. Uh, he will join us every uh, Monday and Thursday. So uh, you guys will get to know each other uh, quite well, Tr. So you actually were. We'll get. We'll come back to the 1995 draft, uh, which happened to be in Edmonton when uh, mm-hmm. Terry Ryan got drafted. We'll talk about some uh, draft stories and more. We got a lot of text to get to eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. You can text us on our Jiffy Lube text line or get us in the inbox, Gregor at sports fourteen forty dot ca. It is the Gregor Show with Terry Ryan. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are back, baby. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you. Thursday afternoon. We are nearing the end of uh, week number two here on Sports 1440. And just uh, lots of things are improving. We figured it out. It's not a sweat box in here anymore. I know for those of you at home listening, it doesn't change. But I'll tell you, I'm in a better mood. So it should make for a better broadcast. It is. It's stunning. It's stunning. Connor Halley. The scientists behind it. Uh, there, there's some thermostat, not even in our studio, but outside that was cranked to 25. I knew it was a sweat box. 25. Who in the right mind? Is that like a prank on the newbies? I'm wondering. Terry Evans, I'm looking at you. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, cons. That is uh, actually what we were discussing. But then even K-Rock employees were like, it's really hot in here. Okay. Uncomfortable. Yeah, so. so, Well, there you go. So somebody. Uh, K-97. 
K97. 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 There you go. Uh, Terry Ryan, who's, uh, I'm guessing a big, uh, Marilyn Monroe fan as I look at his, uh, in his room. Now, you also have a bunch of sticks, uh, behind you and a number 14 jerseys on the wall. What are those number 14 jerseys from? Um, I got jerseys all around. I, they're, I'm either 14 or 20, 14 more of the time. The big deal selects Chicklets Cup over here under between the Lennon and Marilyn Monroe uh, pitchers. And right behind me is the Gander Flyers, a Newfoundland senior oh, team that Aaron yes. Asham was. Asham flew over and played for us for a couple of years, 16 yeah. and 17, I believe. Oh, Gander. Yes. Uh, that, like Gander's a long, like that's a long established franchise in senior men's hockey. It really is. goes back quite a way. They played for the Allen Cup a couple of times. Yep. My dad played for the Gander Flyers. It was the first team I believe he played on upon retiring from pro. There was a bit of bit of money being thrown around even back then. Oh. Now, how? Uh, what type of player was your old man? My dad was 44th overall. He was a scorer, small scorer, 5'9", five, five, speedster. Very much not like, like me at all, but um, played every day. So there, it's, it's a great story. There was five of them. Um, that all come from Grand Falls. And there was a mill out there. Abitibi Price ran it. And uh, they brought a guy to town, uh, Joe Byrne. Joe had played in the NHL, and he ran minor hockey. And three years later, five of the guys on my dad's team were all in the OHL, and they, five of them went pro yeah, one way or another. Tony White ended up scoring 30 for Washington. Uh, my dad, my dad, honestly, I tell you, he came from a family very poor. No, no one had a, a, a degree. Twelve brothers and sisters on his father's side and his mom's i'm not sure i think four no one had a college degree all good people worked hard a lot of fishermen on his on the one side but um he wanted to get a degree so he went away and he goes to minnesota north star fighting saints sorry 44th in one league 41st in the other so he took the wha money because they were going they gave him a little bit more money and paid for everything yeah in his school so he played a year Led the league in shorthanded goals, 13 overall, six shorthanders, got sent down the next year, didn't really like it, got sent down again, said, what am I doing? I'll go back, graduated, and came home, started teaching, and I say to him, like, man, like, you were there with, like, that's pretty high, and, you know, you, he was going to go back to Minnesota uh, North Stars camp, the NHL, obviously, back, back then, yeah, because he got drafted to the Fighting Saints and the North Stars, okay, sorry, I'm rambling, Minnesota in both leagues. But that was it. He, he said, I had my degree. I wanted to come home and start teaching. You can see on his hockey DB, he went back, I think, 75, 76, 76, 77 to play with Kalamazoo. They gave him a great deal in the minors. Yeah. And I believe he had 101 points or something. He was like fifth in scoring. Five offers to go to camp, back again. Just, it, you know, my dad is a different bird. And like he said, he said, I, I used hockey to get my degree. It wasn't to play in the NHL, Terry. There you go. Different time. Well, you know, and to me, that's not, it's funny because some people think like if your dreams to be in the NHL, then that's your, but there's lots of players that love hockey. We're like, you yeah. know what? That wasn't for me. And back then it's not like today. Like I think today the, the dream of the NHL is there, but it becomes bigger for some people because they see all the, the zeros and the dollar figures and it impacts you mm-hmm. somewhat differently than maybe, you know, it was in the seventies and the eighties where, yeah, you played cause you loved it, but it wasn't like, Oh my goodness. You know, I, I can retire after one contract. Right. So it, oh, it, totally. it is a little bit different uh, for him. So are you Terry Ryan Jr. Officially, yeah, especially now, around here. There's one <laughs> Terry Ryan. It's not me. Yeah. So do they, call, do they call you T.R. Jr.? Do they call you Jr.? What do they call you? 
Yeah, I got a lot of names, but if 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 it was going to be Terry Ryan, there would be a junior follow it. I'm Tr. He's senior. Okay, because that could be a little. You know, it's more like that. But even right, right back to Quinnell, when I went to Quinnell BC, fourteen and fifteen. You know, even in Tri City, my name would be announced as Terry Ryan Jr. Even though senior was nowhere to be found, it was just we know about this guy, right? So you're at best, you're junior. <laughs> well, that's all right. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. And uh, you mentioned yeah. so your dad when he got a history degree. He's a prof. Dad's got a few, yeah, a few degrees. He's got a French degree, history degree, education. He, he just became a teacher and uh, taught high school, mostly French, for almost 30 years. Retired oh. uh, about five years ago. Gee, we might have to get old TR Senior on the show. I like it. Yeah, he, he can talk. He can talk. He likes stories, I tell oh, you that. Now, so who do you think talks more, junior or senior? If you can believe it, senior. Yeah, if you can believe it. <laughs> I know. I can see him. <laughs> When we get together with others, what I, I can so I use him as a not a barometer, but a, a, a you know a very obvious pointer to what I tend to be like in ramble. So he's a great teacher without trying to do it. I look and go, okay, I've got to cut back there, 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 and there because <laughs> genetically, whatever that is, got passed down. Nice. Now I want to go back to your draft year because it was 1995 and it was in Edmonton. So yeah. um, I, I'm assuming you were you're you know you're you were here in Edmonton for the draft, yeah. right? Do you have like any any funny draft stories? What about uh, like draft interviews leading up to the draft? Yeah, so I mean, I, like I said, about fourteen or fifteen guys from my team in Tri Cities were, were were from Edmonton, yeah. and I had Mike Barnett as an agent. He was Wayne Gretzky's yes. agent, and so did so did Damon Lankow and Brian Boucher. Three of us were from Tri City. The three of us went in the first round. Um. Back then, I think it tied a record or something. I mean, it was pretty wild. And at yeah. the beginning of the year, neither of us really knew that that was a possibility. Yeah. Um, so that was wild. I'll tell you this. I met Strugs for the first time, and he had these high red pants on. Like, he's not kidding. <laughs> I know he jokes about it now. But even back then, it was like uh, he had – yeah, he, he was well aware of his unique style. It was at uh, Esmeralda's. Is that place still there? Oh, though? yeah. No, Esmeralda's – the building is still there, but the bar is not still there. Ezzy's, no. yeah. yeah Ezzy's. It, was, it was somewhere every year. It was Senior Frogs, Cowboys, Ezzy's, Back to Cowboys, Iron Horse. I, 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 I used to stay out there a lot in the summers, so I was very down with Edmonton. Yeah, um, you know, there was, Barry, must there was a lot Barry, of great stories. Must have stopped the Barry T's once in your life. Barry Tease. Yeah, I love that spot. Used to go there with the Hurley brothers, Mike and Mark. Oh, those two. And Ryan Marsh, who's coming up. Ryan Marsh was one of my best buddies of all time. I mean, wild when I saw he's coming on your show. Oh, yeah, I know. Marshy, yeah, head coach now. The Saints, They uh, uh, their season yeah. begins uh, tomorrow night. So uh, that'll be a lot He of was fun. on that team. I stayed yeah. with his parents. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, my man. When I went out to Quinnell, BC as a 14-year-old, right? Marshy was signed with Northern Michigan. My dad, Tri-City, put me there and dropped Sheldon there. And really? they put, like, a couple other prospects, but it was huh. me and Sheldon. And Ryan played so well. My They called my dad and was like, can you put eyes on this guy? And he called him back and said, if you don't sign him immediately, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Ryan, who was dead set on going to Northern Michigan, um, my dad went over. I remember they had a talk, and my dad came out. He said he's going to Tri-Cities. <laughs> got him. <laughs> now, what, what about lead-up interviews at the 95 draft? How, how many did you have, and, and did it happen like right up until the day before? And did you have an inkling that Montreal was going to take you? Well, I <laughs> – for the guys rated really high, I don't know what really high is, top three rounds maybe. I, I don't know. I can't remember. But, like, there were certain teams that would fly you down. Like, I flew 
to Washington. A bunch of us went down and there was a lot of like it was IQ stuff like if a train is leaving point A at this time and point B at this time, when are they going to intersect? And, you know, and then a lot of philosophy. Um, what's the word? Not ethical questions, okay. you know, like yeah. you'd save a family, uh, uh, your family or this bus. Uh, and then it was like uh, physical testing. And then we all went out for a meal. I've got a great story there. But anyway, and then I flew to Toronto to do my interviews with Dallas and I think Philly. I'd pretty much talked to every team when I was right before I was about to go out one of those nights. It was the night before the draft. And Lanks's parents, like I said, were there. Damon's brother, Scott, was already drafted to yes. Winnipeg two years before it. So it was this big. But I, I remember, like, the Belak brothers being there. I, oh. I think Wade was drafted a year before that. It was just like this big celebration of Western Leaguers. So um, we we did have a good time. And there's a story that you asked me. There's a Milbury story and then a Phil Esposito story. All that happened. And I remember after all the interviews – I think there was 26 teams in the league, if I'm not mistaken. And I, and I believe it was only two teams, Detroit and Montreal, that hadn't, hadn't interviewed me. And when I'm, I would get up in the morning, go down with my family. My peewee coach, Derm Connolly's there with me, a couple of my buddies, Jeremy Charles, who's now a world-renowned chef. Um, with just my, my family and buddies from Mount Pearl. So we went down, and we had a bite to eat. And I remember getting on the draft, or sorry, getting in the elevator yep. when, we, when we got there. And taking it down underneath to go out because I was sitting fairly low. And when I got in, there was all these scouts. And Doug Robinson was Montreal's head scout. And he puts his arm around me and he says, you like to play pretty tough, eh? I said, yeah. He said, uh, a lot of goals. Yeah. A lot, a lot of fights. You know, you're what we need. I said, okay. You know, and I knew who that was. He was, he was with Pierre Mondu. Pierre Mondu wasn't long retired. And I knew who Pierre Mondu was. So I'm like, oh, I'm looking at my dad going, it's Montreal. And then he goes, hey, kid, great Memorial Cup. And I look at my dad and he goes, he thinks you're Shane Doe. <laughs> I went, thanks a lot. I thought I played real well. And then I got up. He thought I was Doe. Doe ended up going seventh and I went eighth. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, hey, yeah. trust me, Oilers fans remember that was because they were chanting Shane Doan's name, yeah. and then the Drinks Oilers at so six bad. took Steve, Steve Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. So after Doan went okay. seventh, after having that, come, well, he thought it was Doan. So you probably were like, "Well, this guy doesn't even know who I am," although maybe he did know who you were, other than the well, Memorial I mean, Cup. Now I, they knew my stats, but yeah. I, I thought I was going to Boston. Boston, I had a great, and okay. then I knew Dallas. I knew Dallas. They were all over me. I had a great interview. I was real confident. I was I was hoping I'd go. I think they picked 11th, right? They yeah, took they took a Ginla. And again, it wasn't that odd at the time. Now I know looking back and, it, you know, whatever, circumstances happened. But at the time, I had 110 points. I think Iggy had 72. He You know, he was like Bambi on skates. I played Team Canada with him under 18. He was really good. I, I can, you know, at the time, I can see how people kind of didn't realize the potential that he had. We did as players, honestly. It didn't really surprise me that he ended up doing what he did, but I thought I was going 11 to Dallas, okay? And I thought there's a chance Boston, and I remember them saying, who's your favorite player? And I'm like, okay, it's Boston, Cam Neely. You know, he was one of them, so I might as well say Cam Neely. And, uh, you know, at the time, I know it's preposterous now, but at the time, I played like that. Yeah. So, and I remember them saying with a name like Ryan here in Boston, like, you know, and I remember them saying, if we pick you, 
we're going to play you, but it might be just half the year, but you're not going back to junior. And it's funny because they ended up taking Kyle McLaren. Huge and of all of us, Kyle was not ready. He was about 6'4", but he was like 175. Like he really needed to grow. But they were true to their word. They played him like 40 games. He got, And then the next year he was ready. I mean, and, and, you know, he became a great player. I'm not downplaying that. I'm just saying that's what happened. And the guys who drafted me didn't even know what I look like. But that being said, they were great, man. They were great. Uh, Terry Ryan joins us. Uh, he will uh, be, of course, uh, with us every Monday and Thursday. Uh, let's take a quick sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIE eng.com here's a sports 1440 update live and sports 1440 and watching on orders nation youtube acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend the real housewives is a guilty pleasure for most but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure tune in to everything iconic with me danny pellegrino where i break down all the messy moments and behind the scenes antics of bravo's popular franchise and on everything iconic i also interview celebrity guests like kelly ripa kiki palmer drew barrymore cameron diaz and more about their guilty pleasures their past work and so much more so if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality tv like me tune into everything iconic with danny pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.